Why, hey there. Today, we're talking about the best mice to reduce carpal tunnel syndrome. Is it angled? Is it vertical? Or is it standard? Let's chat more about this now. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. Let me first address the elephant in the room. I know I have a frog in my throat. At the same time, I know this show is going to deliver major value. So if you can put up with my crackly voice, then I promise I'm going to deliver the goods to you. Before we dive into today's content, I want to bring up that we have a very special training going down on January 31st, 2023. Before I give you the link address so you can sign up for this valuable training, I want to ensure that the right people are there. Now, you should already know how to do an office ergonomic assessment or industrial assessment. Because what we're going to be talking about in this training is how to attract paying customers and build a thriving ergonomics business. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love to help you learn how to do an office ergonomic assessment. In fact, I have a program called the Ergonomics Blueprint that gives you the step-by-step process for doing quality office ergonomic assessments and reports. And I just put together a new training. So all you have to do is head to the link in the bio to get more info about that. However, I do not want to steal the limelight from this valuable training that we're having on January the 31st, 2023. And I'm inviting you, if you're an ergonomics expert who's fantastic at what you do, but modern marketing and all the tech malarkey has you overwhelmed, this training is perfect for you if you're an ergonomics service business owner considering scaling your business, or if it's a better idea just to keep things same old, same old. This training is perfect for you. If you specialize in ergonomic services at your corporate job and you want to consider what it would take to start your own side hustle or become fully self-employed doing ergonomics consulting. However, one of your biggest concerns is how you go about getting your first paying client. And lastly, this training is perfect for you if you're a clinic owner and you want to add ergonomics assessments to your services to enhance your client experience and add another revenue stream. All you have to do is go to ergonomicshelp.com slash thrive to get started today and save your spot for this training. Let's talk about mouse design in the office. As an ergonomic service provider, what should you be recommending? Is there a standard mouse that you 
typically like to recommend. Or if you see a mouse that is inherently risky, do you take it upon yourself to suggest that that user tries a different mouse? Today, I'm going to share some insights from literature that can help you with this decision. Of course, there are so many varieties of mice available on the marketplace today. We have the vertical mouse, the touchpad, the standard mouse, the roller mouse, the pen. There's just so many varieties. Oh, and I forgot to even mention the foot pedals. All of these, of course, have specific use cases. One recommendation that I have made frequently in the past is a vertical mouse when my client explained that they had wrist carpal tunnel discomfort. Specifically, I really like to recommend the Evulent vertical mouse. It takes the pressure off the carpal tunnel. And I did find some surprising information from this literature that I want to share with you because it may have you questioning that protocol. So as you know, the standard computer mouse design requires upper extremity postures that may increase carpal tunnel pressure and median nerve strain. It can decrease the blood flow and result in muscle fatigue, all of which are associated with carpal tunnel syndrome and other upper extremity musculoskeletal disorders. And even though the forces involved in using computer mice are small, it needs to be sustained for prolonged periods of time. In addition, the postures adopted when using standard computer mice increases the risk of musculoskeletal disorders affecting the upper body, the neck, shoulder, and arms. For this reason, there started to be an influx of other types of mice in the marketplace. A vertical mouse, for instance, and even the mouse pads that you see on laptops, these alter the wrist positions, but technically they don't reduce carpal tunnel pressure if those patients who we're looking at already have carpal tunnel syndrome. If we're talking about carpal tunnel syndrome, there are certain features of computer use that can increase it, and that's obviously related to non-neutral wrist and forearm postures, repetitive and sustained loading of the small muscles of the hand while using the keyboard and the mouse. In fact, one really interesting piece of literature found that wrist pads and the vertical mouse cannot be recommended for patients with carpal tunnel syndrome over a standard mouse if the reduction of the carpal tunnel pressure is the main criterion. And special attention should be paid whenever mice cannot entirely prevent an increase in wrist extension and ulnar deviation during computer mouse when you're comparing it to a resting position. 
It's well established that progressive wrist extension and ulnar deviation increases the carpal tunnel pressure in healthy participants. However, as an ergonomics consultant, you should know that personal preference will be an important factor in selecting ergonomic devices for people with carpal tunnel syndrome and other conditions that are potentially aggravated by prolonged computer use. And yes, I want to address another elephant in the room. As ergonomics consultants, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that having equipment on the ready for our clients to try out before they have to commit will yield better results and may even get you some more referrals as an ergonomics consultant. But the feasibility of something like this will obviously really need to be thought out clearly. I wonder if there's any way that you can develop a system that will allow your clients to trial really unique or alternative mice before they bite the bullet and purchase it. It was a lot simpler for me to set up a program like this when I was responsible to manage an organization's in-house ergonomics program. So if you're also in the same situation, perhaps putting in place a program like an ergonomic showroom that showcases popular varieties of mice would be an incredible value add. No longer does the organization have to return products or waste money or waste effort. Those employees could try out mice in real time and they can decide what their preferences are and if it reduces their ergonomic risk and discomfort. That can certainly add a lot of clarity to your ergonomic consultations. I was particularly surprised by a number of research papers that found that subjects had preferences for working with a standard mouse compared to a vertical mouse or any of the angled mice that you see. Now, we all know that could be related to training or learning effects, but at the same time, it brings credibility to the idea of having some sort of trial or showroom opportunity with the clients that you are working with so that with time, they can work through these preferences and see the mice at face value that can actually reduce a lot of their pain and discomfort. Several other pieces of literature found that the angled mouse was easier to use by subjects. They preferred them, and it reduces postural and muscular stressors far more efficiently than my beloved vertical mouse. These researchers were bold enough to say that decision makers and employees should consider the slanted mouse more than the vertical mouse. As an ergonomics consultant, I would love to hear your insights on this. Do you have specific types of brands that you prefer to recommend to clients whenever you see carpal tunnel syndrome or other wrist risks.
For instance, my go-to was a vertical mouse. I use it myself. I've used it for years, and I've recommended it for years as well with amazing feedback from clients. However, what the literature is saying is that I may need to reconsider that recommendation. Is there any similar recommendations that you should be reconsidering too? For a list of the literature that I referenced in this podcast, all you have to do is head to my blog and you'll find it there. Lastly, if you're an ergonomics consultant looking to add customers as a side hustle or just update your marketing plan, I really want to invite you to the training that I'm having on January the 31st. I mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast, but it has to be mentioned again because it's going to be so valuable for you. Head to ergonomicshelp.com slash thrive. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash thrive. Of course, I will leave the details in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to the frog in my throat. And next week, I hope to have been all healed back to regular podcasts. Cheers. Thank you so much and have a good one.